Uh, we just had Peter Dutton uh, live in the studio uh, on a day where um, he's opposite the Prime Minister, is touring the Liddell Power Station. A lot of talk around energy security and the path to net zero by 2050 today. It's just one of a number of storylines that Zach De Silva's covering for Nine Radio's, uh, as Nine Radio's federal politics reporter. Zach, good morning to you. Morning, guys. Good to be with you. Zach, we found out this week that despite the... Uh, hand-on-heart vows last year when these detainees were all let out, that the government was going to be doing everything to make sure they were all monitored, that um, there's, there's, no, there's still no plan B. No, there's been no, no actual legal plan done yet or implemented to, to, to monitor them properly. Yeah, I mean, it shows how quickly political fortunes can change, doesn't it? Last time we were speaking, I'm pretty sure it was about the uh, tax cuts and the government's absolute glee at forcing the opposition to support them. And, and now the shoe's on the other foot. This is um, these immigration detainees who had to be released last year after the High Court decision, a big deal at the time. And now uh, Senate estimates is on at the moment, which is pretty much, you know, where government officials have to go before a, a Senate committee and just get absolutely grilled on anything and everything. And out of that, we found out at the end of last year, the government rushed these laws through to re-detain some of these asylum seekers because these are people who can't be sent back to their home country for whatever reason, but the government doesn't want to give them refugee status because often they've committed crimes. You know, there are among them are sex offenders, murderers, people who have attempted murder, you know, bad things. And these laws were rushed through at the end of last year to try and re-detain some of them, to, to reduce the risk to the community. And we've found out in the last couple of days, no one's been re-detained, the government hasn't even attempted to re-detain any of them yet. It hasn't made any application. Uh, a number of them have re-offended, have committed other crimes and have had to be arrested by state and territory police. So the opposition is smelling blood here. It, the entire week of Parliament, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Parliament doesn't sit today, but the last four days they've been absolutely going the immigration minister because they've kind of singled him out. They think he's a weak performer and they think they can get him to resign over this. So it's been question after question, uh, why haven't you applied for these people to be re-detained? Do you know where they are? What crimes have they committed? All this kind of thing. And, and the momentum has really shifted in, in politics in the last couple of days. Uh, one of the other big stories this week, Zach, has been Barnaby Joyce, the release of the video where he, he you know, in inverted commas, fell off the planter box. He's been mm. suggested by some colleagues that maybe he takes some personal leave and just sort himself out a little bit. Have you got any sense he's inclined to do that? No, I, I heard it reported yesterday that he's not going to. I haven't been able to confirm that, but he was in Parliament yesterday, so I don't. it doesn't look like he's going to. Um, it's, it's a bit of a bad look, isn't it? And... Uh, clearly, there are there are other personal issues going on here that, that haven't been disclosed as well. But um, we heard from David Littleproud earlier in the week, and Barnaby actually himself did a, a spot on Channel Seven earlier in the week, saying, "You know, I'm on prescription medication. The doctors told me not to drink alcohol with the prescription medication. I did it anyway. They say bad things happen when you do it. You know what? They were right." So. <laughs> That's his explanation. There's clearly other kind of personal stuff going on as well that, that we don't know about and, and kind of people have been careful not to judge because of that. But when you talk about trust in politics and you talk about, you know, the, these are the people who are elected to represent our communities, it's, I don't know about you guys, it's not, it kind of doesn't paint the building and the politics of Australia in general in glory, does it? 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I sort of think his defence should have been, look, I got really drunk and I fell off a planter box and I'm not the only Australian who's ever done that. I made a goose of myself, but life goes on. I I I, I think we're in danger of becoming too moralistic about it. And I reckon the thing that more than the damaged politics more the last few weeks was some of the behaviour and comments that were made on, on that um, ABC show, Nemesis, where it just painted... <laughs> politicians as being utterly self-absorbed and self-interested and deceitful mm. um but yeah he's he's a he's a character and you say that by way of understatement hey i'm interested zach in your thoughts on on the uh happy news that that albo um has uh, popped the question and received the answer in the affirmative from his from his um from his girlfriend um <laughs> Do you reckon, will they be able to have a normal honeymoon or, you know, in the midst of a cost of living crisis and all of that, mm. does he have to be careful, you know, um, doesn't want to leave the country for too long or, or maybe even not leave the country at all, maybe opt for a much more modest domestic honeymoon instead? Can I just go back to, to how you phrased that question? Answered in the affirmative, is, is that what happens when you propose, is it? <laughs> I think so. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'm not proposed to. <laughs> uh, no, I think, like, I think it's interesting. And I think, like, obviously it was, you know, nice, like, happy news for once, which yeah. doesn't happen too often. Yeah. I think there are obviously a whole lot of political questions that come up as much as the PM and, and uh, his partner, Jody Hayden, probably don't want them to come up, you know, about... Do you have a big wedding? Do you hold it at, you know, Kirribilli House, the Prime Minister's official residence in Sydney, which, if mm. you know Sydney at all, Kirribilli House is right on the harbour. It, you know, looks out over the Harbour Bridge and the Opera House. It is probably the best bit of land in Sydney, full stop. Mm. You know, do you hold it there or do you have it somewhere private? Because if you hold it there, you'll be accused of using taxpayer money for your private wedding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then obviously you're right, you know, how does he do the honeymoon? When does he time it? Does he do it before the election, after the election? It's kind of obviously, you know, it's great that they're getting married and I'm sure they're very excited about it. But there's all these like, and that just kind of goes with being prime minister. There's all these kind of different political considerations that go with that, right? Mm. And I think it'll be interesting to see how they handle it. Um it was, and I mean, yeah, already the, the speculation in Canberra as soon as it started was, you know, is it going to be a big wedding? Is he going to, you know, or is it going to be, you know, a small private reception? Um, I think it'll be it'll be interesting to watch that one for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Good on you, Zach. Zach De Silva, there, Nine Radio Federal Politics Reporter. Morning, there. The roads are working super well this morning. No grey hassles on a Friday. Simply some work to keep.